0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber
1: and Cordell Stewart. Mark, welcome into NFL No Huddle. We appreciate having you on, buddy.
0: Well, Lance, great to hear your voice. And uh, I understand Nicole and the kids are okay. Your home's okay and everything.
1: Yeah, everything's good on my end. I just went out this morning and tried to help. You feel kind of... You feel kind of helpless watching other people, you know, go do things and you, you can't do anything from your home because you can't really get anywhere and it's, it's a useless feeling. And when you get a chance to, you just, you want to go out and help. And I know that's what JJ Watt talked about in his video and was doing that now. The, the Houston Texans, the game against the Dallas Cowboys week four of the preseason was moved from Houston, uh, to Dallas. And I know Anthony, uh, and uh, yesterday we were talking about that. Uh, You know, some of the how that's going to play with the Texans, like preparation for the game, Mark, versus the balance of players worried about family members or their own property or their their city here in Houston. Can you get a sense of of what's going on right now in Dallas as they prepare for that game and, and how guys are trying to manage between, you know, the team stuff and the personal stuff?
0: Yeah, I think it's a, a weird dynamic. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a tremendously strange dynamic for all involved with everything going on in Houston. But, you know, just from a pure football team context, when you think about it, these guys have been away from home for so long already. They were at the Greenbrier for 24 days, home for four full days before going to New Orleans, and now they've been away for another week. And with all this mystery going on uh, as to what is happening with their families, I say mystery. They know the families are safe. Uh, but they also know some of the homes have water in them. I think I I can't speak for everybody, but I believe that all the families of the players and members of the organization are certainly accounted for and safe at this point, and I'm I'm sure there's damage here and there, Uh, but that's a good thing that everybody's okay. But there's a helplessness here because you're in Dallas and the weather's nice here, uh, and you're thinking, I'd love to be home helping. I'd love to be home helping my family, helping other families, helping Houston. And uh, and I'm in that situation, too, as the announcer of the team. I mean, we yeah. could not get back to Houston on Saturday night after the Saints game. And we came here, and you just felt like you just were useless. You're watching this thing play out on TV. I think it's difficult to concentrate on football under these circumstances. But you know, Lance, that the guys playing in this particular game, if there was one preseason game to have after this, it would be this one because these guys are all focused on continuing their careers. You know, with the new cut down rule, you can theoretically play 37 guys who you, who you are going to cut the next day. So I think in that light, Uh, it's it's okay to play this game, give these guys a chance. They need this opportunity, and we're going to use the game broadcast, TV and radio, as a fundraiser. So it's really not going to be about football all the way for the viewer. It's going to be about, hey, how can you help the people of Houston? And, oh, by the way, we're playing some NFL football for some mild entertainment under the circumstances.
1: How, How do you see it playing out with, we remember after Katrina how, energized the Superdome was when the New Orleans Saints played the Atlanta Falcons, and it was just, just such a tremendous game and a tremendous spectacle, and the Saints won, and 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 Steve Gleason had that block punt that we all remember so well. How do you see the, the game against the Jaguars week one playing out for the Texans? I mean, because in one sense, I think, well, boy, everyone's going to be – I know the city of Houston very well, as do you. I think everyone's going to be in the stadium. It's going to be loud. It's going to be very emotional. But at the same time, realistically – First of all, Jacksonville is an improved team with a very good defense. If we're going to talk about football, that is a truth, even though they don't have a quarterback yeah. right now. But also, I think the preparation leading up to that is there is still issues with, with trying to balance what you have to balance on the football side versus, you know, making sure your mind is focused when it could be wandering into other issues.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And you know the history of this franchise and hurricanes. It's not very good. Katrina, for instance, yet all the evacuees who came to the Astrodome And I remember rolling in after the fourth preseason game against Tampa. We were on the road. We got back at 2.30 in the morning, and the area was just – it was broad daylight almost. You had all these evacuees walking around the stadium and Astrodome area, and it was very strange. It went on for weeks because you're practicing football, the players were, with the backdrop of Katrina evacuees right next to you and it just was strange and I think it makes it hard to focus on the game of football for these guys maybe not to the point where they're completely unable to play but you know the edge in football the the line is so fine and then you have Ike which look they started out 0-4 the Ike season now they've lost the first game against Pittsburgh then Ike hit and I think the next three games they just didn't have the edge they were close but they just couldn't get over the hump and I really believe that the seriousness of what was going on around them affected them. And no excuses, but I just think that it's difficult to really give it, not give it your all necessarily, but full, total concentration on this game. And as you know, if there's one tiny thing wrong, it can often result in a loss. So, football wise, I'm hoping it doesn't affect them. I'm hoping it inspires them, but you know the damage in Houston, Lance. I mean, this is going to take years to really overcome, so it'll be really interesting to see how it affects everybody.
2: And hey Mark, and this is Anthony Beck. Thanks for joining us today. I got to say, has any players been directly affected? Because I know, when, like when I played, guys lived close to the facility. Guys lived, you know, twenty-five miles away. So again, ha- has anybody been excused or a- any stories that you know of where anybody was kind of hit directly, mm-hmm. where like s- immediate action had mm-hmm. to be uh, taken place?
0: I've just heard some things here and there about water damage, but nothing gotcha. that serious. And to my knowledge, I don't think, and now I'm missing a media availability with the coach right now, but I don't think anybody's been uh, excused from here because there's really no way to get back in. You know, I think right. there's some routes you could take here or there, but it, it, it's so risky. I wanted to drive back yesterday when I heard about a voluntary evacuation at my home, and you know, luckily it hasn't flooded But I really couldn't figure out a way in, and I don't have a Sherman tank or something to get in there. So, uh, you know, I think everybody's sort of in the same boat, you know, pardon the pun, that they cannot get into Houston uh, if they wanted to. Now, that's going to change here in the next couple of days. You could start to get in, but I, I don't know if there's any situation that requires any player to leave immediately. Now, I could be wrong, but that's that's to my knowledge as of uh what's going on right now. So let's just hope for the best in that category. I just think it's uh you know, it's so hard to to focus here. It's just a very weird situation to have what's going on in Houston and be here getting ready for this game.
1: Mark, do you need to roll and get with uh coach O'Brien right now? No, it's okay. I got I got okay. a couple of me. All right, uh, hey Deshaun Watson and Tom Savage. So I'm I'm of the mind after watching Tom Savage for for a few years. He throws a pretty ball now. If you let him sit in the pocket, he can throw it accurately and he can hurt teams. And he certainly knows where DeAndre Hopkins is, which is something that Brock Osweiler didn't seem to know. So those are all big check marks. But it, he's a little. It takes him a little bit of time to get through his progression. Sometimes he'll take more sacks than a lot of quarterbacks. And we know that the fan base is going to be ready and cheering for for uh deshaun watson the first round pick every chance they get how locked in do you think bill o'brien is with uh uh tom savage after last year he felt or after two years ago he felt like he pulled the trigger on replacing brian hoyer a little too early after really just the first half of a game uh in week one
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Lance, because you look at what Watson brings to the table, the scrambling ability, not just running for yards, but just getting to the outside quickly, buying extra time, extending the play. That's something that Savage doesn't really do for you. But as you mentioned, Savage does have, does have the great arm. He does have a great grasp of this offense. He's got to play more football. He has not played enough. That's why I think these preseason reps and these offseason reps with the first team were so important. But after the first couple of weeks of training camp, he lost DeAndre Hopkins. And as you mentioned, that's such a great weapon to have with the big catch radius, and they were developing chemistry. I expect DeAndre to play week one. That's really going to help. But I believe that this team, look, they're not ready to break out offensively, they're still gonna have to win games the way they were, which is, you know, eke out some kind of second half score, hold on for dear life, because you have one of the best defenses in the league, maybe the best front seven in the league, and that's how they're gonna have to earn wins until this offense matures. And I'm not so sure when that's going to be. They've been killed by injuries. When you look at what they've got wide receiver wise and you look at CJ Fedorowitz being out and you look at Dwayne Brown not being here in camp If you go to a three-wide set, last week against the Saints, they were missing five offensive starters. So it's no wonder why it's difficult to really get gelled, to get consistency and chemistry with this offense. So I believe it'll start to take shape once you get people back. I hope Dwayne comes back. You know, the checks are going to start. And coming in, and I think he would. I would think that he would want to be a part of that. We'll see what he says and does. But I think once they get there, their bullets go, and they're going to be pretty powerful. But it's going to take some time to just get it together.
2: Mark, let, add on to you know, obviously. Uh, you know i I keep my eyes on the tight end position being that i played that and you you do have a guy that to me when you talk talk about complete tight ends guys that can pass protect run routes block uh, came off a huge year last year with 54 catches how's that quad doing right now with cj fedora What's, what's everybody thinking do they feel good about the opener are they uh you know are they getting ready potentially not have him
0: They're not saying, but I think that he'll find a way to get on the field soon. And I believe that Ryan Griffin is still pretty good. And I think that Steven Anderson is a nice weapon at tight end, a receiving tight end. And, look, with their wide receiver situation, they might have to play him at receiver in some of the sets they run. Uh, But you're right. The door has been so good for them. The last year has just been an eye-opener. He and Griffin, 50-plus catches each and they had the best tight end season as a group in the history of the franchise, and they had Owen Daniels around for a bunch of years. So uh, I think it's a good group. They want the group to be together. But let's be honest. Let's just start over here. It's all about running the football for this team. Bill O'Brien still wants to bludgeon the opponent on the ground because he knows everything's going to feed off of that. And I think Lamar Miller is uh, is primed for a big season. They want to reduce the workload. If they can get Deontay Foreman healthy – That would be huge because, I mean, he looks like he has starter potential for sure based on some of his preseason reps. Once they put the pads on, he started to really make some serious production, not only as a runner but as a pass receiver. So they need him back badly. I'm not so sure what his status is.
1: Mark, uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, everything is okay with the family, the house, everything like that. Get back here when it gets safer. We're looking forward to – to having you back to watching a game against the Dallas Cowboys in uh, Dallas this time obviously in Arlington we will see that uh, or not at Arlington where's I can't remember where the stadium is it but is Arlington it is Arlington well it's <laughs> there and it's not here but uh, yeah. that's the way it has to be right now but certainly um, this community is pretty resilient as you know from, from past uh, difficulties and we will certainly bounce back and we look forward to having the Texans back here in week one to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars and to hear your voice again you've been the play-by-play announcer for every year of the franchise's existence you've done a great job and uh, looking forward to the fundraiser as well on the preseason game on thursday
0: all right thanks guys thanks Lance. thanks anthony take care you've been listening to no huddle with brian weber and former steelers quarterback cordell slash stewart live on the nfl on tune
2: 20 15 10 5 touchdown
0: the national football league is on tune in